Hello and welcome back. It's been another week in Oklahoma education and um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. We finished our second week of full school, um, trucking right along. Got our first test actually coming up this uh, Friday, so they get to experience that for the first time. But I've been slowly getting them there, retraining them, getting them ready to go. Um, and I think most of them are believers. They, they understanding what Farnham's saying and, and how this could be a road to success. Uh, and they're taking my word for it. So hopefully the class of 2026 has got it together. So we'll just, we'll just see how that goes. Um, but more than anything, I, um, I really like a, uh, I, I don't know, educational consultant, author, podcaster, um, Weston Kieschnick. Uh, he's written some books. He's got a podcast with his wife called Teaching Keating. Started off as kind of a teaching thing. That's kind of turned into a teaching parenting thing. But I saw a tweet of his, I don't remember when it was, but, well, I'll just read it. It says, education is equal part hard science and soft skills. Scripted curricula and a blind devotion to data will never cure what ails our nation's schools. And I, I agree with that, and I feel like this week has kind of, kind of, backed that up. And and I agree with that. And I didn't always put it in that way, which is why I like how he works and 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 how he thinks and what him and his wife talk about in their podcast and how he writes in his books and even thoughts he throws out on uh, social media. Because I thought that too. It's like I used to work in a district where it was you know it's the art and science of teaching. And the only problem is. I think they thought it was like 60, 70% science and, you know, 30, 40% art. I think it's the other way around. Um, I think it's mostly art. Um, it's a skill set to learn. It's an art form working with teenagers, uh, working with students. And yes, there are cer certain things. Yes, there are certain things you should do. And it will really help out in terms of keeping you sane and helping you be productive with your time. But it's uh, it's all about the the unscripted moments, which, um, and I got some examples of that. Uh, this week I got to meet some of our new teachers at our new teacher academy that we had a meeting, I think Tuesday morning. And we had to, got to talk about, um, just expectations where they're at. And I kind of gave them, they're called hacks, but basically it was just forms I've created, like a discipline log, how you can keep track of those things. Uh, you know, form letters to send or form emails to send to parents about, you know, tardies or, or, uh, classroom disruptions, and uh, even just little cheat sheets to help you keep track of accommodations for 504s and IEPs. It's a little little spreadsheet so you can put names by hour and then make little marks so you know you know who needs resource room and who needs extended time and things like that. Uh, I also even had uh, one of our instructional coaches come by with uh, one of our new teachers and got to um, experience one of my classes, which right now is uh, one of the more, we'll say lively classes, but uh, they, they wanted the new teacher to see classroom management. So I was like, well, then you have picked the right class to come visit. And it did, it worked out well. Uh, they were already pretty precocious. We're even like week and a half into school and they couldn't even just let it slide that there was two new people in there. And they're like, Ms. Farnham, why are they here? I was like, cause they want to see us. Why is that? Cause we're awesome. Um, and <laughs> had to try to, um, you know, refocus them back on what we're doing. But no, it was good. And uh, I think they picked up, I think the problem was, uh, and I do this too, uh, talking with the instructional coaches, they came to see like management and, you know, proximity and how I flow around and do things. But also, uh, I think the teacher was wanting to talk to me about lesson planning and activities I was doing, which they found fascinating and wanted to know more about. Um, 
which, but I, I know that you go to a, a, a meeting, a, a PD with one thing in mind, and then you find something else. So I understood that. So maybe he'll come back and we, or we can talk more. I think I'm supposed to go meet with those team of teachers in the next couple of weeks, maybe share some information, some ideas with that. So that's been good. But again, it, I think for the instructional coach, I think they were trying to let this new teacher see that it, there isn't like a one size fits all plan here. It's, it is unscripted. There is, there's an art form to like moving around the room and just being aware of what's going on while you're talking to this student, but hearing like the noise temperature of, of the room and like, wait, maybe that group over there is not on task and maybe I need to pay attention to them as well. And I don't know, you just develop it. It's like, a, it's like Jedi skills. I've been watching a lot of Star Wars lately. The new Ahsoka show came out pretty good so far. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. Um, there's been some retraining still going on, which again, if I was going on a script, I would want to be done with the retraining that I talked about last week. I'd rather, I'd rather be moving on to something else, but I had to do that. And it, part of it has to do with just procedures. Um, I had a student who, uh, despite me reminding them over and over again and explaining why, uh, phones and headphones and Chromebooks aren't needed in class and speci specifically why phones and headphones can be quite distracting. I had a young lady who uh, wanted to keep hiding usage. Actually, it's not even that student in particular. I've had a few in each class, but I had one student in particular who was still trying to hide it behind their hair. Um, and I have long hair as well. So I told them like, I'm on team long hair. I know, I know the trick. But they kept doing it anyway. And finally, that what kind of caught them caught was uh, I saw their Apple Watch, and I have one too. And as I walked by, talking with some other groups, checking in on them, I looked down and I saw the big circle because, you know, the screen was something's playing. And the circle in the middle was a pause option. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm walking by. And then I thought, wait a second. If pause is the option, that means something's playing. And I don't see anything in that ear. Oh, the other one's covered. It's like, oh, it's like, are you listening to something? Can I see? And, oh, they were so, like, they knew they were busted, but they didn't want to admit it. It was like, oh, that's just my earring. And I, you have to imagine this little student, it's like, it's my earring. And I'm like, okay, well, can I just see your ear? And, and then they're the most awkwardly trying to, like, pinch their earbud through their hair and pull their hair back to show an empty ear. But this was not going well. And meanwhile, I'm like, oh, well, at least you're, you're trying um, and, and eventually it was, you know, the most comedic moment ever. It's like from a cartoon, the AirPod just, uh, fell out of their hand, hit the empty chair beside them, rocketed under the table and landed on the floor on the other side of the table at my feet. <laughs> I, I had to, uh, maintain some professionalism. So I, uh, didn't laugh and make them feel bad, but I just kind of picked it up and walked off and uh, at the end of class, I, we had to have a chat about like, no, that's not, that's not going to fly. That's not cool. We're going to officially say we, we are having an official discussion and put it in my little log, but it's like, stop. Like we've talked about this. I had another one with uh, hall passes and this is a bane for a lot of teachers, but it was, uh, it was just confusing because the student was like, can I have a pass to go to the nurse? And it was just nonchalantly thrown out there. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. I mean, go uh, do that. Meanwhile, as I'm walking back across the room to get my supplies for that, asking, you know, multitasking again, unscripted. Uh, I'm also handling class and having them get started on this next step of uh, activity I want them to do. So I write the pass as I'm speaking. I, I think the fact that I didn't drop everything and just handle it might have upset this student. But it was also, um, it was like I have, I have, you know, that class is big. I have like 31 other, 33 other students 
So I was working my way back, and I, meanwhile, they weren't doing anything that I'd asked anyone to do. And as I get closer, it's like, I need to go. And it's like, okay. And I kept walking, got there, and it's like, have you done the thing yet? And they're like, no. I was like, well, that's awkward. And all of a sudden, it was just shouted, I'm about to throw up at any moment. And I'm like, okay, well, here you go. <laughs> I, and But what got me was, uh, as I left the room, I finished up with some students. I made my way back towards the front, and I was standing by the door, and I could see out my window. And the student that was about to throw up at any moment was now standing out in the hallway, hugging their friend and having quite a little conversation, just standing there chit-chatting and talking. And then they kind of turned and chit-chat walked away down out of my sight. And I'm just like, huh. And I just had to address that when they came back. They're like, listen, like, you don't you don't have to play this stuff up. If you're just not feeling good, just let me know. Like, that, that's cool. Like, we can go. We can get you out of here. Um, but don't don't stretch the truth or flat out lie to me. And I just, I just had to say that. It's like, I'm not accusing anything. It's just, just so you know, that looked weird. It was you're going to throw up at any moment, but now you're okay to stand out in the hall and have a chat with your friend. It just, it looks weird. And I honestly, uh, speaking with a former student later in the week who had had, or a former teacher who, or, oh my gosh, a teacher who had this person as a former student, um, it was kind of like, yeah, that's kind of their MO and they don't like being called on their nonsense. And I was like, well, I did it professionally and I helped them out, but they didn't like that. And they wanted to get on their phone and it just kind of escalated. And we ended up having a talk out in the hallway. And it was just kind of like, listen, like, I don't know how other history teachers treated you, how other like six foot eight teachers probably didn't have that many six foot eight teachers. If I'm being honest, I'm kind of a weirdo when it comes to that. Um, or just male teachers, but it's like, I get it. You may have not had the best experience with someone who was kind of like me, but it's just, um, just, just hold on and, and, and give me some time. And you're going to realize I, I'm not like them. I'm not like last year's history teacher. I'm not like maybe other males you've had, uh, as teachers. I, I'm not them. And if you give me a second, we'll figure that out and we'll be fine. And we did. Um, cause that's the other thing I, they came back to class the next day. I just pretended like nothing ever happened and we moved on and the next few days went just fine. And I, I was talking with the instructional coaches. Sometimes, like, some teachers don't realize that. They want to stick to the script, and it's like, the script is, you bad, I'm good, and I need to punish you. And, and they hold that grudge. It's like, no, you got to let them start over. you got to throw away the script. Um, you can't sit there and hold a grudge. And I think that's maybe why they're a success. I, I, I meant to touch base with the student and say, hey, I know we had an, an awkward moment there, but I think we had, we've been good so far, and we've been good since, so hopefully that continues. And I... I might I might see if there's an organic moment that pops up in these next few days, and I can and I can do that. Um, also, some normalcy is coming, but it's also on the who knew. I've uh, I've had a few students stop by and and to talk, and usually it's life stuff. But honestly, there's some of them. It's been uh, how to, I guess I would sum it up as they're having those uh, DTR talks that define the relationship. Anything from they've been hanging out with someone for a while. And it's been happening. This has been happening since last spring, and there's nothing official. I think I think the dude might be a little shy, and it's like I get it. No, they are. You just gotta help them, you know, help them along that way. And it's like you'll you'll get it figured out. You'll be fine. This is kind of how it is sometimes. And if if they're really worth it, then stick with them. And and uh, maybe you bring up the topic. Uh, I also had um, some students dealing with like awkward flirting from the opposite sex and they're just kind of like what do i do with this and it's like are you interested no and it's like have you let them know that yes it's like and that's all you can do their feelings are not your problem if you don't feel the same as them then there's not much you can do about that you be polite at first and if they can't take polite then you start blocking them 
got to use technology for what it's worth. And then there is just somewhere it's just, you know, some of these students are just going through it already. They've, they've, they're trying to figure out, you know, as, as the relationships go on for weeks, months, years, even, um, how's it going to be? Like, I guess when the, the Disney moment has faded and, and like, how are we going to interact? And is it going to be, uh, equals? Is it going to be, um, I don't know. It's, I think some of them struggle with the, the, really is the Disney moment of like the sparks aren't there anymore. What do I do? And it's like, well, the sparks are still there. It's just maybe in a different form, but also if they start getting demanding and it, sometimes they get through the years, it's been heartbreaking when, you know, they've been together for a while and then all of a sudden the person's just not that into them anymore. And they want to break up or they want to do whatever they do on TV shows. It's like, we're going to take a sabbatical from the relationship. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, all those things. And it's like, we're just going to, we're going to, we're going to go away and see if the distance uh, brings back the spark. And it's like, yeah, that's, that usually doesn't work. And, and you can tell they know, they know it's like, oh gosh, it's falling apart and there's nothing I can do. And it's like, yeah. And I, and all you can do is just talk them through it. Cause they know, they know things aren't right. And they, they know that they don't want this to happen, but they also know there's not much else they can do when it comes to someone else. So like working some students through that this week, I didn't plan to do that, but I got to be a part of it. And I think also, um, most of that has to do thinking about that is like my, my usual statement of like staying worthy. Cause I was talking with a buddy teacher of mine that works at a different site, how some teachers are still like, oh, they're not, it's not like last year. Like, oh, and I was talking with one of our testing coordinators, the same thing. Like some of these teachers come in the new year and it's like, oh, these kids, these sophomores aren't like last year's sophomores. You know, these fifth graders aren't like last year's fifth graders. And it's like, and they're, they're not because they're literally different genetic beings. <laughs> they're, they're not going to be like last year. But here's the thing. If I do what I know is right, if I handle the situations in the way that I know is correct and right, um, if I act out of empathy, I can have last year again. It'll be with a new group of students. It'll be with new faces. It'll be new situations. But with time, as the days, weeks, months go by, by doing the things I know are right, just doing that next right thing, I know by October, it's going to start feeling like last year's October. And I know by by the holiday break and into January and February, it's going to start feeling like last year's January, February. Because it's also it's like short-sighted. Sometimes we do that. We think, oh, it's always been like this. And the students I had and the relationship I had with my classes in February, March, April, May was not the same as it was in August, September, October. And I think we forget that. We trick ourselves and we're like, oh my gosh, it's a loss. And it is a loss. You go through that morning, those end of May, beginning of June. But it's just, it's just that cycle. And I, I get to do it again. And I think that's where I'm at, reminding myself, and maybe even some teachers that just, just do the things you know, you know, you've been doing, some of you have been doing this long enough, you know what works and do the things that brought that connection with last year's students and the previous year's students. And you'll be there again. You got to trust the process. I guess that's the way to do it. Um, while there may be not be a script for it all, there is a process and it works. And Man, I'm just enjoying it right now. Um, just seeing what comes to me each day, what conversations come my way, what problems I get to try to help solve, um, what information I get to work on, what skills I get to help them develop. And while I may not know each day what's coming my way, um, I'm loving the process. 
and I'm just trying to stay worthy of their attention, stay worthy of their investment, um, and stay worthy of their questions, and just enjoy the ride. I don't need to know what the next page says. I'll be fine. And so were you. Yeah, we'll all be fine. Well, as always, have a day.